Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! Retrograde video game podcast where this week we talk about the second highest grossing video game movie <laughs> of all time. And of this year. Amazingly. Oh my goodness. My name is Andrew Baskin and with me as always is the bad boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself. Million Nights at Mikey's Aaron Worth. Because <laughs> you can't leave. You're locked in. You're locked in. Uh, it felt like that at moments during this movie. Okay, so we are going to be talking about Five Nights at Freddy's as our last installment of Retrograde. Uh, the scariest month of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. We, we went back and forth about whether we wanted to do this movie for the last episode of Retrograde a little bit. I mean, it's fitting because I think one of our most successful Retrograde episodes was Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes. That was... Last year, the VR episode, right? No, no. Even two years ago or three years ago for Retrograve, we did the original Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay. And that was in our first installment of Retrograve and kind of gave us this, this uh, gave our listeners a taste of, of how scared we were of these games. Because I was thinking about it last night as I was walking out of the movie theater and thinking how many times, I was trying to explain to my player one, how many times we've done Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. On the podcast, mentioned it. Sure. I uh, have played different iterations of it and played the VR game and then the original game and how many references I was trying to explain from the movie right. into it. And I was thinking, man, we've done a lot of versions of this. For for a game that I never would have expected yeah. to know anything about, right. um, I know a lot about it. <laughs> I turns out I know a lot <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. I, you know the lore about it. And I was like, you know, like even little things going like, oh, the wolf's not there. Like, why yeah, do yeah, I know yeah, that? Yeah, like, yeah. why they, you know, whatever. So I will say, we're going to talk a little bit about Five Nights at Freddy's. But do you want to talk about what the next couple of weeks are? Because we're going to go into spoiler country. And in just yes. case we're losing anybody, I want to I want to explain what we're I, doing. Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, sometimes people tune into these episodes and they see the title and they want us to talk about just that thing in and of itself. Now, it doesn't quite fit the the structure of our podcast to do that. But today we're going to. It's yes. going to be all Five Nights at Freddy's because last night at Retrograve, we wanted to really focus on something spooky. Yes. Elephant in the Room. Mario looking elephant in the room. Uh, there are a couple of games that have come out that you and I have been playing. We want to spend some time talking about that Super Mario Wonder and that Spider-Man 2. Yes. Two of our most anticipated games of the mm-hmm. year. Uh, we are going to table those discussions this week and kind of spread them out over the next couple of weeks. So if you're waiting for our opinions on those games, check us out in the next couple of weeks because today is going to be Five Nights at Freddy's yeah. and only Five Nights at Freddy's. Well, especially because those two big games, we don't want to do five minutes on them. You yeah. know, I don't think that's a service to you guys either. We want to do large portions, but yeah. we also, just like in in the same vein of two incredible games, we need to talk about an incredible movie. We do. Oh, Andrew, seminal vesicle. Yes, of all all movies. Yes, and thankfully, you know, I I have to imagine that with the seventy six million dollars gross, unbelievable, uh, unbelievable. Uh, that the, it made at the box office, or sorry, seventy eight million. Yes, the highest grossing Blumhouse movie of all time. Uh, for, for opening weekend. Opening weekend, I was uh, Beat yeah. Halloween in 2018. Wow. And uh, and is the second highest grossing opening weekend for a video game movie uh, of all time since, like you mentioned, this year, the Mar- Super Mario Bros. I just want to say, everyone knows what Blumhouse is. That's The Purge. That's yes. Get Out. That's yes. like, these are big movies. Yeah. And Five Nights at Freddy's now the king of the mountain. It is, it's wild to think of. Um, I wonder if people are happy about that. You know, I wonder if they left the theater thinking it's money well spent. I have seen a lot of people defending this movie online. And that really? is... I mean, I'm not going to call them critics because they're definitely not. Because they're not critical at all. <laughs> they're, not, they're not critical. In fact, usually the, the d- people who come to the defense, this is just like 
vocal people online, like yes. not not uh, journalists or anything like right. that. They're just people who are like, everyone wants a perfect movie. Everyone, <laughs> and, but like what you're saying, people want quality. <laughs> that's, that's what you're saying. It's like get your head out of your ass and just get a couple scares. And I don't want to get I don't want to get too much into it yet because we have kind of a structure that we're going to follow uh, beat by beat. We're going right. to spoil the shit out of this, and all mm. bets are off from the very beginning. So if you haven't seen this movie yet, if you're the one American who hasn't seen this movie yet, uh, <laughs> God bless uh, you. Watch it. I think before listening to this because we're, we're going to spoil everything and, and we're, we're, we're not going to pull any punches with that. Yeah, I, I, I think that's it. So I, I think we're going to enter uh, the, the spoiler area of yeah. this episode. Yes. So if you don't want the movie ruined, I personally, I don't know how you feel about this. I have no problem listening to a movie podcast about a movie I haven't seen. I'm not a big spoiler guy in general. Yeah. I don't think it ruins my experience of being like, you know, I think Marvel kind of fucked things up for a bit where you're like, wait, that's how it happened? That's who shows oh, yeah, up? yeah, 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 yeah. And then we kind of, did, but it's not, not like Killers of the Fire Moon and you're like, guess what happened? I'm like, I have a pretty good sense of what's going to happen. There is, I, I know, I, I get that opinion uh, of not wanting things to be spoiled, but to me, there is still something fun in the organ. Like if someone spoiled Bioshock for you mm. uh, and and the moment of would you rather was, was ruined for yeah. you, I feel like that would have an effect. Sure. Uh, not for your overall appreciation for the game, yeah. but for that singular moment of having it happen to you. Okay. And I think that yep. those moments is those are something that art and only art can give you. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and therefore I, I do kind of side on, on, on thinking that spoilers can negatively affect my experience with, and with, with totally. Art. Yeah. And I think the other opinion that people have is now, is this art? That's another question. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. Uh, I think it's the farmer bringing out a lot of slop and us little piggies coming up to the trough and being like, oh, nom, 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 nom. I love it. Um, I think I think the other one too is when people hear other people's opinions. So when people talk about the movie going, I like this, I yes. don't like this, that can affect their viewing experience. That's true. And I, I do get that. I hope you independently can come up with your own mm -hmm. opinions, but I do get that it does shape or uh, lower or raise your expectations going into the It movie. definitely It definitely can. Yeah. And, uh, and we're going to have a lot of things to say. I'm assuming most of them are negative. Now, I don't want to spend speak for yourself speak this is not gonna be an oppenheimer situation no no where, no, no, no. Yeah, where yeah. you the, the reveal is that you love it and i hate it um um i'm i'm the, the whole time i was watching this movie and i was taking notes i was like i was trying not to i was trying to make it so that my angle was not just tearing this I agree, down i completely agree with you um but Boy, was that hard to do sometimes. I agree. I hate the, my least favorite uh, level of movie criticism, which is something I will fall into today. So I'm just yes. being completely honest is, you know what they should have done? That's, I think that's a bad idea because it's not, that's not the point. You sure. You, the point is to look at a finished product and then, yeah. you know, see it like that. But it's hard not to, when we have played the game uh -huh. and now you could assume a bunch of things through the adaptation process yep. of the screenwriting to what we saw uh, on the movie theater. Uh, but there's going to be a few things where I'm like, you know what, why did they do this? Why did they, you know? I, mean? I, I agree with you 100%. And we, you know, I have a list of questions that I yeah. want to pose after we go through like the, the plot breakdown. Sure, but because sure. we're kind of talking about it now, I want to, I do want to address one question, which is a should they or shouldn't they have question are we in spo so we're starting spoilers now. we're starting spoilers okay now. just we're, we're starting goodbye spoilers everybody now. we'll see you after the movie we'll see you after the movie yeah <laughs> um uh this this question specifically mm -hmm. isn't necessarily spoiler oriented but it's just a structural question mm -hmm. would this movie have been better if it were a survive the night style movie as opposed to a six or seven night experience I get, so I was really stupid with this because my player one at one point went, that's night three. And I said, what the fuck does that mean? She goes, five nights at Freddy's. I'm like, oh, fuck. I didn't even think about the title of the thing that it's five Actually, nights. five nights at Freddy's, yeah. I, I know. 
I, I wrote, <laughs> I agree with you. Yes, I think it would have been better because my biggest issue with this movie is it's not scary. That is, I, I was I was so not looking forward to this movie because I'm like, usually if there are jump scares in a good movie, I can put up with them for the substance of the yeah. movie itself. And I was like, this movie's going to scare the shit out of me and it's going to suck. It didn't scare me at all. No, there's a few jump scares that go, ah, yeah. But like, that's the most I got. I wrote to um, former guest of the show, mm -hmm. uh, Dario, uh, and we were talking about it and he goes, do you see the movie? And I said, yeah. And he goes, uh, I, I, I didn't see it. And he's a big, big horror guy, uh -huh. right? And I said, but you know the game, right? And he goes, yes. And I go, okay. So in this evil <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese style uh -huh. animatronic robot, killer robots, I kid you not, this movie is about ghosts. It is. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I am not kidding. <laughs> this movie with evil robots is about ghosts. <laughs> And, and then we start going back and forth about like, it's like snakes on a plane, but the snakes are zombies. And you're like, no, you already have something. Don't, don't double, don't hat on a hat. You already have something scary. Don't be like, and they are all are HIV positive. And you're like, whoa, wait, the snakes are? And yeah. I'm like, wait, I could die twice. The, 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 the treatment of that, that reveal that they are ghosts mm -hmm. is also handled like so cool headed yes. by everyone yes. involved that they're, they're just like, they're like, oh, so it, so it's ghosts. It's that ghosts? poor it's female ghosts. cop has so much on her shoulders to go like, yeah, <laughs> like, like, you knew. Yeah, that feels like something you want to bring up. Uh, the, 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 and we'll, we'll get we, in. Sorry, I don't want to blow yeah, 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 yeah. a load let's, here. Let's, let's pull, pull back. And I know there, there are going to be people who complain that, that there is an element of Five Nights at Freddy's, the game that says that it is the, the spirits of the children haunting the animatronics. So we, we'll deal, but, but that was also part of like, it wasn't really that in your face in, no. the, in the games, uh, in the lore, if you do the digging fine, but that being this being a ghost movie was also just the focus being on the children more than the animatronics, I yeah. think is, is, is the shift in perspective where I was also just like, what the fuck are we doing? Well, yeah, there is, there is a shift about halfway through the movie and we're going to get to the plot now yeah. so we can kind of talk about it where all of a sudden you're like, Oh, this is a very different movie entirely. Yes. And the, the, the way that everyone is just assuming it, it's just like, oh, wait, did I miss a scene? Did I like... Uh... there? I think there were a lot of things left in the cutting room floor oh, yeah. because the, the way, the, the amount of ADR choices they made in this one as well to explain things or to reiterate things that they've already gone through because they were inconsequential and now they're meaningful. It, it, this, this development process must have been crazy. It was, a, it was a, basically a 15-year development process. It started in 2015, I think, the year after the first game came out. Um... um I think principal photography started in February of this year mm. and the movie's out now. That yeah. feels quick for me, especially for a movie that, that had a 15 year development cycle. Yeah. I, yeah, I would agree with you. Um, let's, let's say this. Okay. okay let's, let's, let's set up, let's set up a bit of the movie okay. here. So it's based on Scott Cawthon's games, mm -hmm. uh, five nights at Freddy's. Obviously that goes without saying it's starring Josh Hutcherson as Mike, uh, with a nice cameo by Matthew Lillard, uh, mm -hmm. a guy who let's bring him back. Cause he's amazing. Love Matthew Lillard. One of the love childs of the nineties, early Absolutely. 2000s, who I think never got enough credit for being like a legit actor. Like yeah. good, at, good at his job. Uh, happy to see him again. Let's see a resurgence in him. It's directed by Emma Tammy. Uh, now Emma Tammy, I looked up her IMDb. I didn't recognize anything. Cool. With the exception of 
a podcast series that she apparently directed called The Left Right Game. I think, yeah, The Left Right Game, which is a podcast that I've actually listened to oh, yeah. from start to finish. Okay. So a weird trip down memory lane when I when I found out about that. It was actually very well done, uh, especially in terms of building atmosphere. It was kind of a horror. So, so mm. you know, some experience, maybe not visually, maybe not as much visually, but uh, uh, interesting there nonetheless. Written by Emma Tammy. Uh, Cawthon himself and Seth Kudback, who I, I, I couldn't really find any credits of note on. He's probably a fixer. That's why. Like that, a lot of the people don't take credit if they come fix scripts. Oh. And so if you have a first time uh, video game guy and a first time director, you're probably having somebody else coming in and going like, okay. Like Joss Whedon famously was a, a fixer for a long time. And so he worked on stuff that you don't even know about. Oh, like, interesting. Like Toy Story. Oh, and, no way. Yeah. And so like, but the problem is part of the reason you go like, here's $10,000. You're not getting credit. You're yeah. Like, oh, okay. To, to basically give credit to the 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 newbies essentially yes, exactly and, yeah. yeah 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 you're protecting your 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 asset okay that makes sense and also I feel like if you're coming in to to punch up a movie you probably wouldn't want your credit on there if it's already like destined for failure yeah because yeah. you're gonna get pinned with the bad stuff too, yeah exactly like, well, I didn't write exactly. that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, okay so uh, uh, we I was gonna say step one we'll go through a little bit of our history with the game but I feel like we we've kind of done that a, a sure. little bit but yeah go back and listen to the episodes that we did with Five Nights at Freddy's well obviously we played games Game number one, we've yep. done the VR version. We're, you know, like we just said, relatively familiar yeah. with the, the content. Did you, to, to catch people up if they haven't heard that, are you a fan of the games? Um, The first one we played was, it's interesting, and yeah. I understand why it's scary for 20 minutes. Sure. But after that, it does get a little bit uh, grating. You can feel the the small and uh, low-budget nature of it. But I understand why it was like a, a big phenomenon, right? Yeah, it was, it was a, as much as I don't think it's a good game, uh, or a fun game. I think it's fun to watch people play it. Perhaps yes. it's not fun to play. Uh, hey, that's why people loved ours. Yeah, yeah, that's why they love seeing us get scared. Um, but I don't know if I would call it a, a, a good game. Uh, like I said, as much as I want to use that to like take a shot at Scott Cawthon because I'm like, you didn't make a good game. The, the idea of it is is great. It's, yeah. it's a fantastic, you're in a security booth, essentially. You're working this job. There's only the voice of someone leaving you voicemails to explain what's going on and you have to survive the night with low electricity. Yes while the animatronics essentially just try to kill you. And one of, one of the biggest differences in this whole thing is, so there's a lot that's very similar, yes. right? The cameras, the sliding door that's on both sides in the game, but in one game, on, on one side, the door is on in the movie. And then the big part of the game is the power. You yes. have to conserve the amount of power because to turn on lights, to turn on, uh, to turn open closed doors, uh, uh, results in loss of power. And you yep. only have so much power and you have to survive the night. Yeah, and to and to scroll through all the security cameras. Everything you do is going to drain power. Yes. Now, the decision to not make there be a generator with a diminishing power uh, uh, line or, or, or amount of power for the protagonist, did you like that or dislike it? So I... I understand. So in the in the movie, there yeah. is a they have to flip on and off the uh, breaker. Yeah, it's it's got shoddy electricity, so sometimes you have to flip on and off the breaker. But you're never at risk of losing electricity for the night. Essentially, no, but ultimately, like uh, yeah. completely, yes, uh, which results in failure in the game. Yes, uh, in this one, it is. I I like the vagueness of it because then the power can go out for no reason. Sure, you're like oh okay, sure, that's like that's fine. They haven't really explained why, but that's that's totally okay. It, it would have been hard to incorporate that mechanic into a narrative movie. I think especially 
especially with like the the eye rolliness of like what the fuck like in a game it makes sense because you're like okay you're setting up a mechanic like even though even though the, the the narratively it doesn't really make sense video games need mechanics so you're like sure that that's fine yeah but and it's movie, also a percentage in a game like it's yes. very gamified I don't think that would have ultimately been very good if he was looking at a bar with yeah. a percentage six <laughs> percent yeah. oh 6%? no percent with only thirty minutes left to go in my shift Abby you better get in your cover because six percent you know the the bird's gonna get you you know kind of thing so. no instead they make him sleep through all of his fucking shifts which is just a wild decision for me as well um uh so uh in terms of reception before we start to go through the plot uh, it's currently sitting at a 5.6 on imdb uh a 26 percent critic score on rotten tomatoes yeah, did you see the audience score on rotten tomatoes no guess what it is 60 percent higher higher mm-hmm. 70 higher no 80 higher it's in the 90s lower it's uh, 88 damn. isn't that fucking wild like based on my audience I saw it with no <laughs> they, they, they people audibly laughing all throughout the movie like enjoying it I don't know you know part of the fun is supposed to be like I didn't think I was gonna go see Schindler's List here you sure. know what I mean like I, I understand that like I was like this is probably gonna be bad and there but there are some laugh lines where I laughed and there are some lines where not supposed to be laughing and I laughed so hard yeah they're they're yeah if you if you embraced the dumbness of it there's something redeeming although my girlfriend texted me she wasn't here when I was watching it and she was right. like She's like, how is it? I'm like, not good. Yeah. And she's like, is it like so bad it's good, so bad it's funny? What and do you my, think? my biggest complaint was that it was nothing. That it was so there were a couple moments that gave you that pop of like, what the fuck is going on here? But for the most part, at least until like the halfway point, I'm like, there's just no I have no emotion towards this movie. Yeah. Hasn't been scary, hasn't been funny, hasn't been interesting. Yeah. Um, and then the second half of the movie kind of goes off the rails, and that's where you can find some of the silliness, I think. Okay. Well, let's Let's get back to the plot and then we can get into our, our thoughts here. But yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So uh, 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 we'll go we'll go beat by beat. Okay. The plot. Um, so it starts out. We 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 figure out that we're we're following this guy, Mike. Uh, uh, he is a uh, someone who's looking after who it's not immediately clear, but it turns out is his sister. Yes. Right. Uh, he's he's he finds it very hard to keep a job. He immediately beats the shit out of uh, uh, someone in a shopping mall because he assumes that a kid who is being like angrily held, uh, dragged away by, by an older person is being kidnapped. Uh, kicks but, the shit. Based on his, we don't know his history. That's right. why he's a little sensitive to that. He, I actually yes. didn't mind the scene, by the way. I thought it was okay. It's, I, I feel like they should have done, they should have done a little bit more to set up immediately tackling the guy into a fountain and beating the shit out of him. Because it was so out there, immediately I'm like, I bet you he or someone he knows was, was kidnapped. But which is, but, and also why he wants to work security. Why? Oh, that was, yeah. I and mean, I was that, like, I was like, okay. But did he want to work security or was he just going to a temp agency who was only giving him security jobs? Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I will say there are very few actors in general in this movie and his friend who is the other security guard who is legitimately six times bigger than him. Yes. And pulls him off of this guy yes. that he's beaten the shit out of in a fountain. I was like, where's this guy? Uh, yeah. This guy would have been good. All right. Goodbye, friend. There, there were a couple flashes days. of, of decent acting in this yeah. movie. Matthew Lillard being one who's just going for it. I mean, you, you always like, he reminds me of like a Mark Hamill type person mm. in, in these movies where Mark Hamill will like sign on to, you know, whatever movies he wants as long as he gets his, his excuse yeah. to like just go buck wild a little bit. And Matthew Lillard starting out as his career counselor who we meet in a, in a subsequent scene uh, and also as the ultimate villain of, of the movie, he kind of gets to show the, the, you know, the big reveal, which was ironic because as the guy who played Shaggy in Scooby-Doo, oh. he has the 
moment of being like, it was me all along. Oh, that's dastardly. funny. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even think about that. I ultimately thought about like, well, this is Scream. This is his big movie where true. he's the killer true, again. True, true, And he reveals himself to, off a mask to be like, ah, no, I'm killing people. Yes. And he has a knife and the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Matthew Lillard's great. And he does, he, you know, he's vague enough about the, this, this listing. He's like, well, I only have one job. Mm-hmm. Bad hours is bad pay. Uh, some crazy guys keeping it open. <laughs> and you're like sitting there going like, yes, I know what this is. This is good. And he's like, okay. And he doesn't want the job, but ultimately has to because it seems like Mike is in uh, economic downturn. He lives in this house with uh, with his sister, Abby, and you don't know where everyone else is. You don't right. have a backstory. Right. You don't, you don't know yet. Um, all you know is that Mike can't hold down a job. Can continuously fails is also taking sleeping pills. They, they show you that pretty early. And then it sets up the next scene, which is, uh, uh, his aunt fighting for custody of Abby. Yes. Now this, like you talk about screenwriting one oh one, and you try to understand the motivations of a character. They very briefly say that she's only fighting for custody of Abby because she gets a monthly check. Right, and this and the aunt looks pretty well off. Like she's dressed the incredibly whole time, well. She's got nice jewelry, and she has a lawyer next to she her. She has a lawyer. She's paying people to do things. Like she clearly has money. I, I was I was waiting for a scene where she rolls up in a Mercedes Benz or something. I was like too. That. Yeah. So she, I think we're gonna say the same thing. She wants this check for this delinquent child. Yes. That I guess the state is giving in some social security net, which doesn't seem to exist. Must be Canada. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that. It, yeah, it doesn't seem to exist, and yet. Mike is struggling to pay all the bills while he's receiving that yes. seemingly check. <laughs> and so I kind of was sitting there going like, it's so much money that she wants it, but it's not enough money that he can live off of yeah. it. Or, or afford while, to While working jobs. Like it, it makes zero sense. I don't, yeah, I was like, I don't get this at all. I understand we need a villain and we also need outside pressure to sure. move the story along. Sure. But this felt odd it felt like there were so many holes in that that it you know i guess again you know first time maybe not first time necessarily yeah, but first time on this level uh uh writing and directing movies like this it's amazing no one pulled them aside and was like hey or if someone did if jason blum walked on set and was like can i take a look at what's going on here and he's like okay if it's going to be this nonsensical let's add some scares let's let's make this a scary oh, movie yeah okay we got to talk about that but i the thing i was thinking is just make her affluent and she just wants, and she genuinely wants better for the kid because she thinks Mike's a fuck up. Yeah. But she's just an asshole. Yeah. Like th- that's all you need. And then you're like, I don't want this asshole to win. Fuck you. And or that's even, perfect. Even if you don't make her an asshole, there's a way that this doesn't have to be melodramatic. And it's just, uh, uh, well, it's a horror movie, but yeah, I, I, it right. has to be a little over the, but even, even if you want it to go a bit more subtle, like the, mm. the, the outside motivation of him potentially losing his, his, uh, his sister, yeah, custody of his sister, custody yeah. of his sister is, is enough. Even if the person is trying to do it with well intentions, it's like, no, no, no. I promised my mom I'd look after her yes, or, you know, yes. something like that. Uh, but the fact that they make her go like above and beyond being like such a Cartoonish. bitch. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, was a very strange decision. So Mike, uh, as a result of the pressure that his aunt's putting on him, takes the the job at uh, Freddie Fazbear's. Uh, uh, and we get the scene when he first goes there that I I think is the best scene in the movie where he's he's he enters the premises and he turns on the electricity and you see the sign light up. Yeah. You see the animatronics. You see everything is just kind of shot really interestingly. And they show the, they show it right from the game. Yes. They show the security cameras light up and it's exactly the layout from the game. Yes. And you're like, 
That's cool. Yeah. And you see that little side angle of the stage behind the curtain, yes. which is kind of the famous one because when you look back, one of them's gone or something like or that. Or right? looking up at the camera yes. or something. And so like all that is, is happening. So it's giving you right back into there. Yeah. The and, and I think, you know, we're going to say a lot of bad things about the movie oh, yeah. if we haven't already. But I, I want to say that the overall aesthetic of the movie was good. Yes. I, I think yes. that the design of the animatronics. The sets. The sets themselves, the animatronics themselves, they actually, I, I, I didn't realize this until afterwards, this was a Jim Henson creation, was the the uh, the animatronics. No way! Well, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. But they look so good. They look They great. look so good. They look so good that it almost seems like it's it's uh, CGI at some points, but it isn't. Yeah. They're just very, I think they're, they, they were so comfortable with the detail yeah. on these animatronics that they're like, let's light these things to show every fucking detail in And there. that's awesome. But the only problem is uh, the actual design of them is great. How they move and stuff we can get into afterwards. I, that, there were some issues with like, yeah, whatever. We yeah. can get into that. But I agree with it. They look really good. And yes, you're right. When they get there, the lights turn on. You're like, fuck yeah, this is, this is good. We also forgot to mention there was a cold open of the former security guard uh, that worked yeah. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a very horror thing where they show you like, they show you the first kill and yes. then they go back to like, Normal person yes. at high school, yep. you know, whatever. Staring at a poster of Nebraska. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, with his, his nature sounds and, and drugs. Uh, but he's undoing the grate, the former security guard in the cold open. He's undoing the grate to get through the grate yes. to get in. And I was like, I know the scene. Yes. This is from the VR game with the grates and stuff like that. There were so many little references, like when she, when Abby hits the guitar. Yes. And, you have to, and I was like, oh my God, we've done this before. There were some really good things like that. Yeah. But why not have Foxy in the great, like, or I think it was Foxy yeah, well, in the great in, in yes. the VR one, you know, little things like that, where they, they had so many moments to get a good, and okay, th this is me, the guy who fucking hates jump scares. Mm -hmm. They had so many moments to do good ones yes. that weren't just lights go off, lights turn on, and it's the animatronic right up in your face, which is also cut straight from the, the, the movie or the game. Um, they had so many opportunities to not just nod towards the game, by, by showing the greats, but to have a scare take place in there and they just didn't do it somehow. Totally. So I, I completely agree with you because now that Mike is walking through the building for the first time and looking at stuff, he the, one of the first jump scares of this whole movie is oh. he opens a locker and there's a little doll with balloons and it says balloons and he's smiling and Mike goes, that, yes. right? That only happens once. It happens twice. <laughs> and then there's no reference to this. Is this thing alive? And then in the post-credit sequence as well. There's a post-credit sequence? There's a post-credit oh, sequence. I didn't, I didn't stick yeah. around for it. It's, it's a, don't worry, you didn't miss much. Uh, is he alive? Is the balloon no, guy alive? I, maybe. He doesn't say anything. He just kind of shows up. But that's the thing, is, is the jump scare you get, which I think that is the Laziest. most significant jump scare in the movie. Like, like there's there's one other one, there's one other one that I'm we'll get to. Of, yes. But that one, they at least build it up and there's tension. That was like the only kind of well-done jump scare. This one, just being him opening up a locker and being scared by the doll in there. My question is, how? How did that scare him? It's... Have you ever been scared by there being an action figure? So you know what I mean. Like, I know. And then later, he literally seconds later, he opens the curtain where there are seven foot tall animatronics. And he yes. Goes, oh, like <laughs> doesn't scare him at all. That one, the doll though, that is the size of his fist. He's like, oh no. Yeah, it was really weird choice. I, I get the idea though that like you're already pretty high right now with with anxiety. You know yeah. what I mean? At that point, you know that this is the place where evil things happen. Yeah. He's walking around for the first time, so you're already doing this, and they're just letting off a little bit of air. Yeah. Like, yeah I yeah, get yeah, that yeah, they're yeah. just like. Ooh, we got you. You know what I mean? Also, that being a a nod to the Easter eggs in the game where those little dolls are are hidden around yes. if you find them, or at least in the in the security office. Um, so I, I get why they did that. Uh, but at this point, we're pretty deep into the movie. Mm -hmm. And 
I this is the the point in the movie where I I did like a check in on myself and I was like, what do I think about this? And I was like, nothing. I'm like, I don't feel. I'm like, it's it's not offensively bad. No, it's not interesting though, and it's not scary. I'm like, what what are they trying to do here? Yeah, I I you know it's funny. I it's all table setting at this point. You can't. The game is incredibly shallow. Yeah. You, as a, as, a, as a main character, don't have a name. You don't really have a backstory. You, as much as the voicemail is telling you, this is your first day, and, yeah. you, know, you know, whatever. Uh, they turned that into an informative video, which was kind of funny in, yeah. the, in the movie. Um, <laughs> but I get that you need to stretch this in certain ways. And I'm going to get to this parts and thing. I do think there's some areas of the storytelling where you go, I get why you did this. There's so much of this that I understand I why totally, they did it. I totally, because you need... You need a main character that has to have a reason to come sure. back. One of the jokes that I always laugh about is you and I talking about Five Nights at Freddy's and going like, can you imagine being so desperate for money? You're like, well, I guess I'll go back to the second night. <laughs> yeah. Like the first night, the, the robots come alive and try and kill you. Yeah. And you go, okay, night two, here we go. Maybe it'll be a little bit better. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you serious? And so in that way, Mike needs a reason to go back. And creating one, I get why they Not do. only creating a reason to go back, but making it so that it wasn't so dangerous that he's not immediately thinking that he's got and, and they kind of allude to the fact that weird shit is going on but he doesn't notice it because he just falls asleep at the job yeah because he just takes his medication uh, which they end up setting up later uh the the reason for it but mm -hmm. it's essentially because he believes that by forcing himself to dream about the day in which his his brother was his abducted brother. yeah uh uh by forcing himself to dream about it, he might remember a detail that would lead him to find out who the uh, the the kidnapper was? Yeah, he happened. has this theory about this book that he was reading in the beginning. It's like the first scene of the movie almost, and it's about dream theory that all of our memories we've ever had, you remember actually every detail. You just can't access them. Yes, which is actually something I've heard about because there are people with uh, conditions that remember every second of their yep. life. Yeah, sounds arduous. Terrible. And um, so he's trying to put himself back into that experience every night in his dreams. Playing, watching the Nebraska poster that's mm -hmm. above his bed because they were in Nebraska, I guess, and listening to nature sounds and, you know, like doing the whole thing. So he's recreating the experience so he can remember. That feels like it should be its own, its movie. own movie. Yes. Like I that's, it is, there's an element of that that I'm like, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. You could do a lot with that. Should it be shoehorned into Five Nights at Freddy's? I don't think so because ultimately it doesn't mean anything in this movie. So there's like a famous thing in Hollywood about like, so we'll get back to the plot in a second, but like there's a famous thing in Hollywood, a famous one is Die Hard 3. Yeah. They had a generic script sure. and they went, we're going to make it a John McClane movie about yeah. Die Hard. So they just kind of intercept the names and put some like, you know, the villain becomes uh, Hans Gruber's brother and yep. you know, like, oh, okay, that there you go. This feels like a fake Stephen, uh, Stephen King script about uh, child abduction, memory, and dreams, and the other children victims of the person sure. that did it, yeah. trying to tell him through dreams how yes. to find somebody. Yeah. That sounds like its own movie. Yes. And then they went, well, that's a pretty good script. Let's make it about Five Nights at Freddy's. Right. And you're like, okay. They but you kind of feel it at the seams. You like see the seams between it, the two. It, it, it's, it looks like, you know when a tree goes, like you someone ties like a, a bike chain oh, to yeah, a tree yeah, yeah. and it grows as part of the tree and you're like, that bike chain definitely isn't part of the tree, but the tree has absorbed it now. Like that's what it feels like. Yes, it's like yes. this is so different from the rest of the movie because what ends up happening is you get this dream sequence where uh, Mike... Uh, uh, fails at another thing. He failed with, with the dad, yeah. uh, beat the shit out of him. He's failing to pay bills. He's failing to to show up in court and be like a good thing. And his sister also has seemingly some educational issues that she's yes. working through, which is super vague and I think at times almost offensive because you see her and you're like, 
I don't know. She seems pretty cool. She just seems to like tell people to fuck off. hundred <laughs> percent. Everyone's like, it's crazy that she draws all day. And I'm like, that's fucking not. She's seven. She's <laughs> <laughs> what are we expecting here? It's weird that she's so shitty at sewing shoes. And you're like, what the hell? It's so stupid. So in the dream, we see Mike fail at another thing, which is preventing his brother from getting kidnapped. Is, <laughs> you know, a lot to put on him. But the what, what ends up happening when you, when you just kind of mash these two ideas together is the ghost children who show up in his dream. Yeah, there he, are children that show up in the dream, by the way. Right. <laughs> yes, they they yes. show up in the dream. Not do. the first time you see it, no. but the second time, once he starts working at, at uh, Freddy Fazbear's, uh, the children start to come into his dream. Now, Mike's first thought is, these kids know what happened to my brother. Mm-hmm. Why? Not, because we've also insinuated that he's been doing this for thousands of nights. Yes. Yeah. Right? Like, he's been doing Pretty it. Pretty much every night since his brother was kidnapped. Exactly. Yeah. And so now, all of a sudden, he turns around, and he sees there's children, and he doesn't immediately go... What are you guys doing here? <laughs> You're new to the party. Yes. What what happened? Can you imagine he has turned around at one point in his life yes. during these dreams. And instead he goes, you know what happened to my brother? And they sit there quietly until they run away. Yes. And he follows after them and trips and falls and that wakes him up. Yes. Yeah, except he cuts his arm. Yeah. You start to realize the first time he just trips and falls oh, and okay. he falls off. Okay. And then you start to realize that whatever the kids do to him in the dream happened to him in real life. Yes. Which is another thing that's like, Why? <laughs> How, how, and we're what just, is going on? No one questions anything. So as the audience are like, okay. Yeah. So we goes, we're just going to go on. Okay, cool. Like the one Can't time wait he, to find out one time he catches the kid and his eyes are black. Yes. And you're like, and that, I don't think no, it no, means no, anything. No. The kid's eyes don't bleed apart from that dream. Yeah. You start to realize, I don't, is this okay? Where you start to realize where the kids are now aligned with the characters in yes. the which I Show. think if you if you're familiar with Five Nights at Freddy's and kind of the defining features of each of the animatronics, you pick up on that pretty quickly. Yes, There's an opening uh, credit scroll which shows kids getting abducted uh, by by one animatronic, and it show, it kind of introduces so you know through video games through, through like through bits, like an eight bit yeah. kind of style, which is which is kind of interesting. Um, but but. If you see the kids, one of them has a top hat on, the other has bunny ears, one has like a little hook in his yeah, hand. Yeah, so you you know that they're representative of of the animatronics if you're like a fan of the franchise. But I, God forbid, I couldn't have imagined picking up on that if you didn't know anything about the movie no, prior to that. No, even I knew and game. I still was like, okay, but which one's Freddy? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 the yeah. Kid. You know, and the other thing I'll say is that opening 8-bit thing, I was like, oh, okay, I get this. This is pretty good. Um, and then it cuts to a wall of, of, of drawings yes. at the end of the thing. And I, and I remember going like, Oh no. <laughs> oh no. It's going to be about the drawings, isn't it? And so, okay, we'll get to that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so yes, the children and the dreams and, uh, where do we go from there? And that, and that kind of sets up the, the dream wake sequence. And we, we covered a lot of ground there and that's kind of moving forward a little bit. So we'll focus on just the, the waking plot of this, uh, after that's his first day where he just kind of falls asleep and wakes up and goes next. We see that the aunt is meeting with the babysitter that Mike has hired to look after his kid, the babysitter and, and her, I guess, girlfriend, uh, boyfriend or something like that and they reach this deal where again their relationship is is bizarre because the aunt is looking at the babysitter and her boyfriend and essentially saying like we're out of ideas guys you need to tell me how to get 
this daughter or or, or, or Mike's sister away from him. And yeah. then the, the they kind of insinuate that they Mike says this in their meeting with the aunt, going, "You don't have anything on me. There's no reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why yeah. we're doing? Even though I don't think that's how he feels. And so she's like, "He's right. We don't have anything on him. You need to to ruin him in some way." Right. But the weird is 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 apart from I guess getting like this this isn't how an employer employee relationship works. Really, it's not like. I want to give you some money. Tell me how that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, I have an idea. I'm telling you what to do because the boyfriend comes up with the idea of like, well, if he's looking after Freddie Fazbear's, what if we toss the place? Okay, which let's get to that because that makes no sense. Is the the idea of, you ever been in these really shitty jobs where you sit down with your like a boss at a board meeting or something like that? And he goes, so what ideas do you got? And you're like, yeah, what do us? What, what, what do we have? You, I thought you I, tell us what I to do. I need to know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. And then you're like, oh, what if we did this? Great idea. I'm going to take it. And you're like, perfect. Okay, great, awesome. Great. And then we yeah. just, yeah, that's the way it works. What doesn't make any sense is we should break in during the day to Freddy Fazbear's where Mike is a security guard at night. That's it. Okay. And we're going to ruin the place during the day mm-hmm. when he's not working. Right. So it could not be a direct rela- directly related to him. Right. It, they say like, oh, you left a door unlocked, which we know he didn't. He locked, he locked a padlock at the front door. Yes. And so they try and fuck up the place. That is their major plan to get Mike fired from his minimum wage job uh-huh. that will ultimately put him in financial disrepair. Yeah. Yeah. Again move the plot forward, I guess, but it just, it's, and this, it may sound, if you haven't seen the movie, it may sound like we're picking nits, but this is what, this is the whole movie is just these arbitrary things that happen. And you just have to be like, I guess this is, it's just so apparent all of the missteps that happen that it makes it very, very distracting. So you get this scene then where, uh, where the, the, uh, uh, prior to the, 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 boyfriend and his his crew breaking yeah. in uh mike is doing his second day and uh super hot police officer shows up yeah. at the at, at, at freddy fazbear's out of nowhere wakes him up and just starts touring the place like she is she the worst at her job okay thank you yes of any police officer who's ever worked she is the worst police officer she's in the world the she's like it's on my beat i check uh this place i'm like how small is your beat you check every business you just walk in and go like how's it going <laughs> and then how's spend, this denny's going spend the entire night there. yeah yeah this is the night i spend at that one business and then the next business yes. like it, it's it blew my mind so immediately you're like okay this doesn't make any sense yeah uh, yeah, it's, and it's, and we're going to, we're going to hit on like a number of issues that, that I have with, with her performance of her job. Um, uh, uh, but the, the, she kind of shows in and is there as sort of an exposition dump of like the history of Freddy's. And it's clear that she knows more or has always kept an eye on it. At first I was thinking they were setting it up to be like, she's a fake cop or she's evil or something interesting Yes, uh, that never comes to fruition. There's kind of a twist, which we'll get to in the end. Uh, but, but there, there's, not this this moment of like oh this makes sense why she was acting like this the whole time she knows mm-hmm. she knew she knew and they did nothing <laughs> she knew and they did nothing uh that you're like okay she's in on this she knows what's happening she knows where to go she knows where to hit the lights all yes. that kind of stuff yeah, right? yeah, yeah so you're already your antennas are up your antennas are up uh uh but not enough to expect the gang to bust in the next day baby and they're uh, they're 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 going to town on Freddie Fazbear's. But first question: uh-huh. How do those three guys know each other? Oh, that's a very good question. One, where did they meet? Yeah, one's a younger guy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. the The boyfriend is the ringleader, right? Uh, Alexa's or some of that uh, boyfriend, and and then the other guy is a fifty year old man. Yeah. And so, how do these three people know each other? That's a good question. Pool hall. I pool <laughs> hall rehab. Rehab could be rehab. Could be that. Could be that. 
Uh, I was thinking maybe, yeah, I just made a pool hall is, is probably the fun answer. <laughs> yeah, no, but rehab is probably the right it's answer. Probably it too. Uh, uh, like uh, night classes or something like that, or like to try I to get their GED. I doubt they're going to want to go through with that. I, I guess so. But I, their whole plan. Oh yeah. They probably met at like, uh, you know, you know, when you like drive by a church parking lot and there's a bunch of old cars there. Yeah. Like people just meet to yeah. show off their hot rods. Yeah. I feel like they met there. Or you go to like a chain coffee shop and that like no one would want to spend two minutes in, you try and get as, people don't even come in. They do drive through because they don't want to go inside. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a table full of four guys just sitting there and they've been there for three hours. You're yeah. Like, it's like one of those. Yeah. They just kind of like, like gravitate towards one another. Cause there's one person sitting in the booth. They're like my people. And yeah. Just, you're yeah. a sad weirdo. So am I let's <laughs> hang out. The, or they met at like a sons of anarchy convention. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably, that's probably it. They were, they met in line to meet uh, Charlie Hunnam when he came through town. <laughs> that's what's funny. <laughs> Not even Charlie Hunter, probably like the fifth bill. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was thinking like holding tank, uh, holding tank, Washington, January 6th, maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good Hey, we seem pretty cool. Yeah, you do. All right. Sounds good. Want to fuck up uh, Chuck E. Cheese somewhere? I yeah. would love to fuck up a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> so they go in and they try and destroy the place as much as possible. They try to des- destroy the place and it doesn't go well. And this, I felt like this could have been, I felt like this scene could have actually been good. This should have been the most ruthless scene in the whole movie. Yes. Because you don't care about these people. Yes. And also as a viewer, these people are bad. Yeah. Right? So I have no problem with bad things happening to bad people. This is the one where it should have been gory and gross and scary. Yeah. Because we know scary things are going to happen to Mike, but we like Mike. Yes. He's a main character, right? So I just don't get this. This should have been brutal. It should have been brutal, and I, I think they were trying to maintain the PG-13 rating. Yeah. Because as scary as Freddy Fa- uh, Five Nights at Freddy's is, it there is no gore in it. No. It's just pop-out scares, so they can keep it for like a, like E for Everyone kind of rating, or like T for Teen or something like that. Uh, this one was very clearly not trying to be bloody. The director's already said there is no gory director's cut that's ever going to come out. This was very purposely trying to be PG-13. Yeah. Yeah. But the weirdest part about it is is how they set up the animatronics and how people end up dying. I found this so... The the one thing this could have had going for it, and I felt like it was what they were going for in the beginning, because the beginning had the aesthetic of like a Saw movie. Yeah. I felt like they would try to have some elaborate deaths yeah. or something. But the first one, there's just a young kid who's in the kitchen and ends up opening a fridge where the animatronic cupcake that Chica, the I think I think their name's Chica, Chica the, yep. the bird, yep. the bird yep. animatronic is always holding. And the guy does a double take, turns away from the fridge, turns back, the cupcake's gone. Like how, okay. And then turns back and Chica's there holding it, which just raises so many questions. If Chica's haunted, like if Chica's a ghost, like we end up finding out, is there another? So there has to be, this is, this is a big part of it. There are five kids. There's five animatronics, but except there's a cupcake that also seemingly has its own thought and free will. So is there like, I don't want to be crass. Is there a little child that is stuck in the cupcake? There could be. You know what I mean? Because all the animatronics are, are gigantic. Or maybe it was like, maybe it was uh, the, the killer also killed like a cat or something. Right. See, Stuffed that a cat makes, in there. That makes sense. It's like a pet. That's yes. why Chica yeah. owns it. The, the, it just, this is where I started to go, oh no, this movie's not going to be yeah. good. Oh yeah. Because I, like, oh, I was, it took this long. Well, I was giving hope that when it got scary, it got scary. I was yeah, going to be yeah, like, yeah. this is scary. Yes. Who cares about the plot? It's not yeah. like, it's not like the purge. I'm like, Ethan Hawke's a security business, man. <laughs> uh, no, the purge is scary. So it's good. Um, this is the one where I was like, oh, it's a huge variation from the game. Yeah. My thing is what would have been scary is dark hallways where you see something over their shoulder, then they're gone. Sure. And then this, and then they're gone. Because what's scary about the game is you catch them in the camera, camera flicks, and they're gone. Yeah. And now you don't know where they are. Or again. they're somewhere new. 
and you can hear them yes. and you can do stuff. Now, no, the second that the animals start moving or the animatronics start moving, it's like, uh-oh, this sucks. It's, I totally agree. And they they set them up as these slow lumbering things. Yes. Which is not scary. It, like in the in the way that like uh, Jason is scary. Yeah, Michael Myers, yeah. M- Michael Myers is scary because uh, they're almost like mystical and lumbering they and all that. They slowly walk. And no matter how fast you run, they will always try yes. and catch up to you. Yeah, you know and I mean? they, Zombies, they, yeah. they do, they do, kind of like lay the groundwork for there being mysticism in this, like the animatronics can appear and disappear at will. Doors uh, lock open, yes. do- doors open, you know, yeah. The cupcake disappears from the fridge and shows up in Chica's hand. Later on, we're going to find out that they very much can't just appear and disappear and they have to travel in very human ways, it- <laughs> which we'll get to in a second. But I, <clears throat> I agree with you. And, but that's not true though, because they can't disappear and stuff like that, that Janner's closet. There's no entrance or exit, and right. yet he walks in it. No one's there. Yeah, and then he turns on the light, and he's and, and a bunny's right behind. Yes, him. unless the bunny was in there before and knew he'd lock himself in there, because this is the biker. Man. This is the biker after witnessing the child getting mauled by uh, the chica and the cupcake. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, "Shit, I need to go. I need to run through these hallways." Yes, he locks himself in to a janitor's closet right. and then turns on the the light and there's a big bunny behind him. The big bunny's there. This is also where I realized something that I was like, oh no, this is not good. Is that, so their eyes will light up. Yes. Blue yes. when they're with everything. But when they're angry, they turn red. Mm-hmm. Which means that the designer of these robots yeah. was like, <laughs> I, just, I couldn't stop thinking about this. Like, what would signify if they were angry? And you're like, well, why would they need to do that? They're <laughs> robots that play children's songs. Yeah. And he goes, no, but just in case they're really upset, I need to let people, like a warning. No, no, of course. For people to do it. Before they try to kill the children at my pizza place. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, why? whoa, whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa. Did you just say kill the yeah. people? Your... Well, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but But like... it's an option. <laughs> and, and, and if they choose to do it, if they choose to what? Do you think things have free will? Well, they could be haunted. They don't I've allowed it to be haunted. <laughs> they, they don't have free will, but ghosts do, and body parts will fit in the animatronics. Okay, that's what I was going to say, too, is going, why does this have a cavity in the middle if this is a complete animatronic? Yes, exactly. He goes, well, just in case you wanted to stuff some dead bodies inside the middle. It's like, oh, you couldn't operate it while they're alive? No, yeah. not at all. But an, another weird thing about that, because the story is that the, the killer kidnapped the... I, okay, are you a killer if you end up killing the people you kidnap? Or are you a kidnapper? I think that moves to the top of the list. I think that, that yeah. becomes your... Killer who also kidnapped children. Right. It's like you're a knight, but you have to be a squire first. But then when you're a knight, you're no longer a squire. It like supersedes right. the, yes. the past title. Okay. I think it's very much like that. <laughs> So, so he, uh, uh, when he kidnaps someone, he kills them and shoves the body in the animatronics because the police won't check this out. That was the part where I actually, I went, what? And, yes. like, and people laughed. I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. Like they, they, the last place they would look, I'm like, heads up. That's like one of the first places I would look. If I was a cop, I'd be like, look at these fucking things. Look at these look fucking at things. Jesus Christ. They oh, smell one? like dead children. Yes. There's rotting corpses <laughs> from the inside. Their also, eyes are turning red. So Chica won't stop winking at me, <laughs> which is a thing that happens in the movie. Yeah. Chica does wink, wink a lot. Abby's like, right. And Chica's like, blink. <laughs> the, the, the animatronics in the scene that you're thinking of now is it's one of the most baffling experience. I felt like I was on a psychedelic journey when when this the fort building scene happened, yes. which we'll get to in a little bit. Yes. Um, um, the one, the one, uh, the the thing that I did like about this, which I thought that they could have done more with, is after the two uh, henchmen die, they force the the babysitter's 
boyfriend into the security room where he's looking at the screens yes. and shit's going down. And I'm like, this is this is the game. Yes. Looking at the screens, see, and there's there's shots from the screens where the the animatronics are looking up through the corner of their eyes up at the uh, up at the 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 camera. security camera. I'm like this is great. We're gonna get a really spooky scene. And instead, Chica takes the fucking cupcake and puts it in the vents, and that's how you get the 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 flush the guy out of the security. Thing. He died in the room because the cupcake got through the vents. And the, you know, I think they're trying to be funny and scary with like the two animals like being aware that they're doing this and looking into the camera yeah. and like with the threat. But you're right. This is the scene where you could have been like, okay, so Mike is smart. Let's go with our main character is smart. He won't fall for this. So we could have had this stupid henchman person have the camera going like, oh wait, there's the wolf. And then kind of look to another camera, look back and he's gone. Yeah. And then they, and they're, they're playing tricks on him. You know what I mean? Until eventually they're in the doorway. And that would have given you the going, Hey, you like the game. We gave you the game. That's the scare from the game. Exactly. That we never got it. Instead, they fell in love with this cupcake thing, which it was, is a mistake. There's, it, it felt like this would have had this, this script also had several drafts. Mm-hmm. One of which was like the Lord and Miller take on Han Solo on, on the movie Solo, mm-hmm. which had like, jokes in yeah. it and then they tried to like darken it up because there are some moments where they really go for laughs and it just doesn't really fit with anything else this is a movie about child custody and and, and, and child ad- abduction abduction yeah and, yeah and like and like murder and yes. stuff like that and you're like so it's it's murder is funny enough there are movies where you can kill oh, people sure, and it'd sure. be funny you're talking about like real yeah. bummer stuff real bummer you know, stuff. like really bummer stuff and so it's like i don't think they're doing it it's so funny you bring up solo because it's exactly it when you take test screenings and you're like, shit, this isn't working or yeah. whatever, or it's too funny. You know what we should make it? Nothing. Yes. It's not that's now it. longer. That's it. It's no longer grown worthy humor. It's nothing, which to be honest, I'd rather grown at humor than have no feelings at that all. Was the, that was the feeling that I had in this one. When you asked, you're like, did you have moments that you would laugh at or like it was so bad it's good? I was like, I felt like it was just nothing. Like I didn't have an emotion towards it. Keep in mind, we are about halfway through the movie right now. And I think this is the better half of the movie. The, the second half. The first half. Oh, the first half. I only, only because at this point I'm like, okay, this is a movie. Yes. The second half makes some baffling decisions, which we'll get into. We, we will get into. And that's, that. It is, it is the worst half of the movie, but it is where I think there's more fodder for the so bad it's good. Totally. Um, so the, uh, uh, the, the last death we get is the babysitter um, uh, is, is coaxed into a room where there's an anima, she follows one of the ghost children and there's an animatronic. I think it's like a, a disassembled Freddy. And for some reason she has the feeling like she needs to look directly in the mouth of it. She needs to put her mouth into her head into a literal bear's mouth into a little bear's mouth no literal bear's mouth literal, like, this is like a, this is like an analogy in the saying like don't put your head in the tiger's mouth yeah she actually does that yeah she does and uh this this is the moment i was thinking of that was the actual the the most traditional jump scare yes. of like building up tension you know exactly what's going to exactly. happen yes and it happens and you get a little jolt and you're like okay even though what's happening is very silly i was like Finally, they get it. Like, I know, and they yeah. and to, to to speak to your PG thirteen thing, the actual gore is in through shadow. Yes, you see, you don't actually see her head getting chopped off, which is what happens. Right, it is that uh, is is done through a shadow. You see her body fall from the yes from, from the, the mouth the, the yes. mouth of the bear, the seven foot tall mouth of the bear. Exactly. So so this was the first and kind of like almost the climb in a weird way the climax of the movie because yep. this is what we all came here to see. Um, um, the, uh, uh, the, the next shot we get is Vanessa 
the cop mm-hmm. who apparently works the longest shifts of all time yes. because she goes straight to the door after working and pulling an all nighter. We saw her with we saw her with Mike with Mike. Yes, now and she's then still working. She had to do the morning beat. She had to do the morning beat as well uh, to go interview Mike and blame him because she's like, "You can be held criminally liable due to negligence because you didn't lock the door." Wild, which is not true. We saw them pry open a door. But we saw them pry whatever. Open the door. Yeah. Now, if that's the case. And you're a cop and you're interviewing the main suspect. And he says, and she's like, you had sleeping pills on the job. This is the part I want to talk about. This is, okay. So she, so Mike explains to the cop and now to the audience what happened. We right. know it's her, we know Garrett, the brother was taken and I'm doing this to get back to my dreams and yada, yada, yada. But, but even in the setup before he explains all this. And we're sitting by a river, by the way. He says, do you want to go on a walk? No, I'm a fucking cop. Yeah, yeah. do you want to go back to five minutes of phrase and lie down again for a bit? Like, yeah, sure, sounds good. So they sit down by this log, and I will say this is the other part of the setting stuff that I really loved. They're in, no offense to you, living in currently one of this, small town shitty America that is literally decaying Mm -hmm. from the inside out. You see, every house you see looks like the biggest piece of shit. There's roofs caved in. There are fences and, and dilapidated homes everywhere. And I think that's great because I think it contributes a lot to the shittiness of Mike's life and the options that are out there and everything just sucks. Mm -hmm. And I really think that's awesome. And so they're sitting on a log by the river and she's like, uh, and I found these there. She holds sleeping pills like she's holding a loaded gun. Like she's holding sleeping pills like, I found crack cocaine there. And he's like, what, what is this, Mike? And he's like, I'm having trouble sleeping. I will say also say, this is maybe the late 80s, so maybe there was a different idea about prescription drugs. Sure. She throws $3,000 worth of sleeping pills into the river because she's like, you need to cut this shit out. Yeah. And it's like it's like looking at like a, a, a diabetic and going, cut this insulin nonsense out and just throws it in there. Also, what? I don't know if you've ever tried to wean yourself off of sleeping pills. It is a long and arduous journey. It is not a fun thing to do. Mike is going to have a terrible couple nights ahead of him. Horrible. If he's been doing this for years trying to find, like trying to- the worst couple of nights of his life. Of his life. He's not sleeping at all. It, it, and I'm just like, what a- Terrible police officer that like, I know all the, by the way, she's also insinuated that she knows all the secrets of the building, but I'm not telling you because you're a drug addict. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do with that information? Oh, okay. And I'm just going to bring this up too, which is just like a couple seconds ahead. So then Mike has to go get more sleeping pills is on edge because robots are trying to kill him and his sister's trying to be taken away from him. Yes. And the pharmacist is like, uh, you know what works for me? A glass of milk. And Mike just takes it without words and walks away. And the pharmacist goes, what an asshole. (laughs) What? <laughs> they, like, there are so many examples of the writing in this movie just being so baffling. That was one that I had where, first of all, though, to be fair, the what pharmacist is going to like see heavy narcotics yes. and think, I'm going to recommend hot milk with chamomile and honey to this this guy who has giant bags under his eyes. It's like turning to somebody going like, have you tried smiling more? <laughs> and then going like, oh, okay, these antidepressants, it just rips it out of your hand. You're going, what an asshole. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck you, not buddy. Very, not fuck very you, good at judgy job. dick. Yeah. Like, You're a pharmacist. If, if, if chamomile and honey helped all of the problems, you wouldn't have a job. Okay, Don't oh, recommend home, home that's remedies. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm actually a naturopath on the side. <laughs> uh, also, the idea that warm milk, chamomile, and honey together? Yeah. But like, I thought it was always like a warm glass of milk and now he's putting tea and honey in it? Into yeah. the milk? Yeah. Huh. I, I would try that. It sounds delicious, it actually. It does kind of delightful. <laughs> I just let's, didn't let's know if that's one. what you do. We'll call it the Freddy. Yeah, the Freddy. Yeah. Knocks me. It turns out it's just like the new drug that's killing people or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Puts you in an infant Over, sleep. Overdosing on chamomile. <laughs> yeah. Waking but, up stuffed in an animatronic. This is when you start going, 
man, not only is this cop maybe evil, uh-huh. she just kind of sucks. Like she just sucks at her job. She's terrible at her job. She she uh, plays therapist to a, a the suspect in a break and enter, or like someone who's potentially liable. She's giving for a legal advice. Yes, yeah, exactly, oh. exactly. Um, um. And this is after the first night of meeting him, asking him to dance, by the way. this is I know. When she said that to him, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? happening? Maybe she's the predator. It, it felt like there was room <laughs> There was room for for uh, for her to have a villain turn, which actually would have been okay. But, I um, actually agree with you. But, yeah. uh, so, so now we get the, we're moving past a couple dream sequences, and we're getting to the point where uh, Mike brings his sister into work with him, yes. and she starts to... Because... The babysitter's dead, and they don't know that. Right, right. <laughs> They're just not showing up. Yeah, They're just like, babysitters fuck. aren't showing up. Cops don't seem to care because Vanessa's not doing her job. Not investigating missing persons. <laughs> Dancing <laughs> cops are giving you drug <laughs> advice. <laughs> um, uh, and this is when you... Uh, the reveal happens through a, an experience that uh, that that Mike's sister has with the animatronics that there are ghosts. And it's a real, like, just... It reminds me of the second half of season one of American Horror Story. Okay. At first, ghosts are like spooky and they show up out of nowhere. And by the end, they're entering the scene like Kramer and Seinfeld. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, we haven't seen a lot of these animatronics except for very spooky situations. Mike wakes up from his drug-induced, you know, sleep. Yeah, Nebraska slumber. (laughs) And he wakes up and he hears her screaming and... All the animals are surrounding her yes. on the floor where yeah. they're not supposed to be. And she goes, they wouldn't stop tickling me. Yeah. I immediately go, that's also not good. Don't do <laughs> that. That's, that's bad. Is. So I'm thinking like, oh no, these are the animals that kidnap people. Uh-huh. Oh, this is this is bad. No, they're like, they're mad at Mike for breaking this up, but also not killing him actively. They, there was a kind of a cool shot where Freddie turns to look at Mike yeah. and is like, is like angry with him. Like his, his, uh, his, his eyebrows are, his slanted, animatronic yeah. eyebrows are slanted. And she kind of like calls off the dogs or the bears in this case. Yep. And he kind of like, there's a beat. And then he goes back to being happy and turns yes. away. And I was like, oh, that was a cool shot. That was, I agreed with you. Yes. That was, that was Jim Henson's puppetry working. Like that, that the Henson company. It did look good. It did, it did look very good. But they did, inherently it does look kind of silly too. You yeah. know what I mean? I, and I think it, it, it has, I think it's supposed to a bit. Totally. Yeah. Because, and they keep cutting to this night with Abby where they have a great time, even though Mike is baffled. Yes. And they keep singing great 80s songs and stuff like that. And I think that whole thing is fun. It is, but it's also so strange like like based on the lore I, I think they I guess they have to set it up where there's a reason why they haven't killed Mike right from the get go I agree with you yes um, but for them to have a full like baby face turn was so strange to me because now we're also not scared of them anymore right and yeah really yeah. it continues on till the end of the movie where yes. I'm like well I'm not really frightened by them anymore we, we literally have a uh, like a fort building montage yeah uh, and in one case Chica falls backwards and gives a Terminator thumbs up to the camera like this the, uh, the whole time I'm like, I'm watching this just wondering how we got here and how we possibly untangle ourselves from this. They are lying down head first like a sunflower. They're all heads are meeting so they could look up at the stars, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're just like, oh, okay, so this is it. And now I'm thinking, now together we all need to fight something. Yes. You're thinking because now they're on our side, which continues not to be true because the ghost children, this is where the disconnect comes from, yes. are still pissed the ghost children it turns out are evil yes they're evil 
So, so I mean, I'm glad those children died. No, <laughs> it is one of those things where it's like, did did uh, did did they make the right choice in in, yeah. in kidnapping specifically? This these is the children? one kid that tried to kick the animatronic or That's something it. like that. Yeah, it's like, come follow me. It's like <laughs> yeah. this kid's going to be worthless to society anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and uh, uh, to to kind of uh, uh, group up the next little yeah, bit. Essentially, what happens is the the ghosts like uh, Abby so much, the the Mike's sister, that they want to basically kill her and put her in a new animatronic so that they can live with her forever yeah. and have her be a part of it. And all Mike has to do uh, to find uh, to, to, to get the experience of not finding out necessarily who killed his brother or who kidnapped his brother, but to live in a dream state where he can experience life with his family, mm-hmm. he just has to give up his sister, essentially. Yeah, because he's having a memory that's not the same as the last one. His It's his brother's alive. Yes. And they get to just continue on. Now... Were this a totally different movie, and it was, and the focus was just on the dream state and and finding out, there, that's a very interesting. Th- give up the one thing you have in your waking life for an eternity in in a fake dream state. Yes, it, very very cool element, but they didn't really make me care that much about his dream analysis. It to- also doesn't make much sense that like to to Mike. I get the idea that he's had a goal for a very long time to do this, but the problem is at the end of the day. You know that brother that you've always wanted and it sucked that he was taken? Good. We'll take the other kids so you can get that one back. And it's like, Mike's got to be like, wait, no, that also creates just a new set of issues yeah. for me. They're like, eh, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. But he initially does say, yes, take her. That's yes. fine. Which is, which is an int- that I find to be interesting story writing. It is. And that, that I guess they needed his permission like fucking vampires entering someone's house because then well, they're like, they're like, no. Except not really because, because this is the biggest reveal of the whole thing to me. This is wild to me what this happens This is crazy. Yes. So, Mike being at work, Abby stayed home this time um, with the aunt, the evil aunt who's babysitting them because, oh, fuck, I guess we kind of skipped over this part. Mike kind of is going to give Abby to the aunt. Mike Mike agrees to let the aunt take uh, custody, which again is a wild decision because they set her up to be so bad. And they don't really explain why he would want to do this. Well, it's because she almost got hurt dancing with the animatronics and he feels irresponsible for allowing um, that to happen. Okay, okay, um, fair. You know, okay, fair, whatever. Abby wakes, is this a good part to do? Abby just wakes up and she's in her room coloring. Yes. And, and, uh, and all of a sudden she can hear Freddie outside. Freddie Foz- Fazbear is in their home, is no longer it at Fr- Freddie Fazbear's The Restaurant yes. and Entertainment Center, is now in Mike and Abby's house. Yes. To, to take Abby and yes. kill the aunt. Well, the aunt's dead. The aunt's dead. One way or another, the aunt's dead. True. So, the only other thing I had a question for, and someone's gonna explain this to me because I, I I missed it. This Freddy was fucked up. Like he had broken shit and stuff like that. Is there two Freddies? There are a few Freddies. Okay. There's also a golden Freddy, which was supposed to be the one in this scene, but they ended up going with just the regular Freddy. But it's it's like, th- this is the confusing thing about this is if there's a fucked up Freddy and a regular yeah. Freddy, are they the same spirit? Right. How many more children do we not know about? That's it. That's that's confusing to me. Because I I kept looking. I'm like, well, that's not the Freddy we've been seeing this whole time. And whatever. So Abby, being friends with the animatronics, is like, yes, I'd love to come to to work with you. That'd be great. And they they get to work because a cab is waiting outside. Yes. A couple questions. First of all, I was shocked to find out that Freddy Fazbear can exist outside of the location. This this felt like a big no-no. Me too, because why? Is, what's not stopping them from going on a nightly bloodthirst like quest every night, right? Yeah. Second thing is, he can call a cab. 
He can call a cab. He can call a cab. Beep, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> hey, it's Freddie. I'm at 582 Main Street. Can you get a pickup, please? Thank you very much. The, the reveal of, of Freddie getting in the cab where like the girl gets it, Abby gets in and the cab driver looks back and then all of a sudden the cab just like shakes and Freddie's in there with him. And the cab driver is also real cool with it. Yeah, he goes, whoa, I always get the weird ones. Okay, where to? Yes. It maybe thinks it's an outfit, like a one-ton it, outfit. It could be something like that. Yeah, I, I mean, it just ultimately these these scenes, especially this right on the tails, relatively soon after uh, we have the fort building montage. Like, I just it, it lost the thread so much that I'm like, I don't understand how someone is is writing this script, thinking like all of these decisions that are happening are good ones, and they're all putting towards pushing towards like a a, a great ending in the movie. Like, my other question was. How did Freddie get to the house? Another cab? Had to have, maybe, I think it was, it had to have been the same cab. Because he just said, leave the meter running. Yes. I'll be out in a second <laughs> with the child. Be out to check in with the, by the way, do you have a heavy object? <laughs> I got to beat an ant to death with it. Oh, and uh, oh, this is, this. well, this is a new, a new turn of yeah. events. Uh, uh, we have a puppy in the room that is, yeah. is chewing on the, on the tripod there's a, of my, there's, there's, a, a, there's a whole there's a toy. Well, this is this is this is a turn of events we didn't expect. This is this is the kind of thing that that this is good writing. This is good writing. See, this is this is our antagonist. The protagonist is us. Um, yeah. So he, I guess the cab is running. I guess the cab is running. The other thing too is Freddie can't speak as far as we know too, other than in song. So yeah, how does he? Maybe it was Uber on the way there. He so, pre pre put in the destination. I hope Jason Jade Jason Blum is a very successful man. Yes, right. I hope he's not one of these guys that you're the guy going. So wait, how did he get to the house? And he's like, hey, shut up. Yeah. Like like. He's an animatronic. No one's questioning that part it, of it. It felt, it felt like that may have been it. Like some producer had to just be like, let's just go. Let's just fucking do this. Yeah. We're, we're an hour, 30 minutes in at this point. Uh, so we get we get back to... <laughs> or somebody's always just going, magic. And you're like, you can't just keep saying magic, man. It's like, why is the door locked? Magic. Magic. Ghosts. Doors open. <laughs> ghosts. Magic ghosts. Magic ghosts. No, no, we can do anything we want. See, when the child shows up later, though, the yes. child in ghost child form... Yes. I don't question anything because it's ghosts. And I go, ghosts, ghosts. You know what they I mean? They did set it up. I, that's totally fine. If it was the kid, not Freddie Fazbear that showed up, True. I would have been more like, okay. And then don't even show how they get back. Just show them walking back in the front door. Because then I'd go, ghosts. <laughs> ghosts, they walked, they yeah. teleported. Who knows? That, that, that's a very good point. If you look me in the eye and tell me, I know the limitations and powers of ghosts, I'd be like, fuck you. No, you don't. No one does. <laughs> well, they, the they can't make someone else be able to teleport. Yeah, exactly. These ones can. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's, this is, this goes back to the thing of like, I don't think they knew the tone that they were going for because they keep having these dumb little jokes in here. Like, did you like the cab scene? Uh, you know what? In a, it's one of the only attempts at humor in the whole movie. And it's like slightly meta. And since this movie was kind of extreme in the first place, I'm like, yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, this is not my biggest issue with this movie. No, you know no. I, mean? I do think that there is a, it makes it interesting because I think there's a movie in here somewhere where that scene fits and that's a better movie to me. I completely <laughs> yeah, agree yeah. with you. Um, now the, the, the weirdest part about this is right before this, uh, uh, Vanessa, the cop and Mike had a, a, a bit of a spat yep. where Vanessa, uh, was so mad that Mike brought Abby to fight uh, to to Freddie Fazbear's that he said if she comes back he's gonna she's gonna shoot him I'm gonna shoot you Mike I'm gonna shoot you I'm gonna shoot you That's when I started going Is she a cop I go This just feels like an odd thing to go like First of all I'm gonna throw you drugs away Second yes. of all I'm gonna give you legal advice when I I'm trying to arrest you And then third I'm gonna threaten to shoot you Yeah Why does she have to be a cop even I bet you they could have written it as not And regardless 
I, I think she has to be because she has a cop car. You know how I know that? She gives the keys to Mike. Yeah, Mike has to drive the cop car around for a bit <laughs> to, to get back to Fred. Like Masters. a like an actor uh, projecting into a role one day. Like, yes. you want to drive around for a bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah sounds yeah. pretty good. I'd love. Can, she, I, can I go on a ride with you? Yeah. She could have been a paramedic, and I would have believed it more, or something like that. that. Would have made, well, she does say she's an EMT. At one okay, point. that part I was like, okay. You did both? Like, what like are, you, are you also a lawyer that you like? She says, so if you ever have a heart attack, you know who to call. And it's like, I don't think I'm calling anyone if I have a heart attack. I just, I, this felt like three different people they put into one role and this poor actress, like this poor actress. Yes. I, no, she does okay. She's she's not a bad actor. Meryl Streep herself could have not yeah. made this a role where you're like, oh, I believe that person. Yeah, so so we get back to Freddy's. Uh, the reveal is that electricity will take down the animatronics. And then we get a very easy scene where it's just like well if electricity works then we're just gonna electrocute these guys get them out of the way it, it was it, it wasn't satisfying because they explicitly say it's not going to kill them it's just going to incapacitate them yes. for a little bit uh, uh keep in mind 20 minutes ago they were building a fort they were building like, a fort together 20 minutes ago they were all like good and even to the point that when mike shoots them you're like i don't know i feel like he could have negotiated with them a little <laughs> yeah, bit like, like yo just point to the fort be like we did that together Remember this? It like, was last night. A wall of drawings. Just, and you're like, this is us. We did this last night this together. Just, I thought we had a thing going here. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Instead, Chica, your fucking cupcake is biting me at the... The cupcake comes back after Chica's electrocuted and is so strong that it pulls him out back. Yeah. I, with no... The cupcake doesn't have legs. No. Ma- gravitational force <laughs> or... You know, and... Magic. Magic. Ghost. Ghost magic. We don't know about ghosts for Cupcake, though. You know, like, we don't know what ghosts inhabit the Cupcake. Right. That, right. Was, a, that was a different spirit mm-hmm. altogether. <laughs> uh, and then, and then uh, uh, once once everyone is kind of back, a couple of the animatronics are uh, are incapacitated. The cop is mentioned a couple times. Yeah. You need to watch out for the Yellow Bunny. Right. The yellow Bunny. And the which, Yellow Bunny's in all the drawings. The Yellow Bunny seems to be the center of the thing. And even in the beginning, it was not Freddie Fosbear that's leading people away. It was the Yellow Bunny. Right. We've not seen this Yellow Bunny once. No, no. But they have sprinkled it in throughout that there is a yellow bunny somewhere right? right and so the cop kind of insinuates that the yellow bunny there's some kind of force that they listen to it it, yes. it draws them you know it gives them power it's their favorite animatronic yes yeah and so even the the five ghosts the animatronics listen to the yellow bunny uh, making you think that the yellow bunny is directing them to do these horrible yes. things yeah now the yellow bunny reveals itself to mike and the yellow bunny is uh uh immune to electricity immune to electricity because you can actively see a human being inside of it yes you can see a mouth through its mouth you can see a neck right and so immediately when he comes through the door and he's like really big because he had to duck to get through the door that that was it that was a cool reveal as as well and i think i think as an animatronic that isn't really an animatronic it's it's a human being in an outfit um um that looked better and more intimidating than when the animatronics themselves were moving i completely agree with you i think it was great and the problem is there's not much of a reveal there because anyone that's been watching the movie can figure out who's inside of it yes uh, before you even see it it's the only other actor in the movie that we've seen yeah there's so few actors in this movie that's true that you're like well of course i i honestly i didn't expect it to be him because i thought it was just gonna be i was like is he still alive i thought it was gonna be like eric roberts or something like that (laughs) like some he's gonna take out the mask like who the fuck's that guy ian mcshane i'm like i fucking love that (laughs) guy that's awesome Uh, no i thought it was gonna be just like a ghost like a like a like a zombie or something like that because even even in the in the games so so it was steve steve raglan was the name of the counselor who apparently was a pseudonym for William Afton, who's the 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 principal antagonist that kind of 
uh, sets himself apart as the reason for the owner of Freddy Fazbear's and the proprietor and and the reason for all the kidnapped kids. Yeah. The the reason for the kidnapped kids. The reason yeah. for the kid. I'm the reason. So it was a big reveal. I think probably something that a lot of people liked because now you've you've put a body to this name yeah. that you've heard so much in the lore of of Five Nights at Freddy's. And there's a there, there's a, a bit of a fight scene where he tries to get the kids back on his side. But Andrew, this may be the first movie I've ever seen where the solution is art. Art. Some say it's, it's, the pen is mightier than the sword. Who cares when you have both? <laughs> Mike, very confidently. Yeah. This is the part that blew my mind. Yes. Mike knew the whole time. Right. He yells at Abby, your drawings have power. <laughs> Draw something and put it on the wall. Also, the wall, but, seemingly, I don't know what the wall's power is. No. But that makes it's it the true. Bu- it's the bulletin board <laughs> of Five Nights at Freddy's. That makes it true. Yes. Because... I guess there was a scene earlier that we kind of skipped over where it, it, Abby draws on Mike's face because Mike is in every all of her drawings. Right. And I guess Mike had a bad night. You know what I mean? Like, so you're like, okay, so she is some shining level of like... This, uh, well, it was after he gave her up to for, for the, yes. to the end. And then he, yes, and then he gets attacked by all the five ghosts yes. and stuff like that. Okay. But if she draws that the yellow guy is bad yes. and she shows that the yellow bunny has killed all these children uh-huh. and she pins it to the board... That's when all the animatronics turn at the yellow bunny and go like, oh, fuck, that's what happened? <laughs> and I'm watching it, trying my best, like, to go like, uh-huh. <laughs> this has been, at no part in this movie, a, a truth. Like, no, this no, no, has no. never been... They've never set up that her drawings are magical. No. At all. Or that that wall would cement them to be true. No, not, no, not anything, not mm-hmm. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Now, the mm-hmm. thing is about this... Mm-hmm. As soon as she pins that onto the board, the animatronics are changed human beings. Yes, I would have loved a scene where you see Freddy like, oh, like look and yeah. look back. Confused, yeah. Oh, oh no, Foxy looks, oh, looks back. And all of a sudden, Chica's still about to stab Yeah, Mike. yeah, yeah. And he's and like, like, no, 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 this Chica's like, oh, sorry. Shakes Mike's hand, yeah. I, they all, yeah, they're all like, oh, okay. And then, you know, kind of like, you know, like circus freaks or like some of these old horror movies, they they turn on their master and they all kind of pummel, excuse me, pummel him. And, uh, and it's it's a little scary, yeah. you know what I mean? Because you don't like to see the raw power. And they drag the yellow bunny off, even though, oh, there's another one. The rib cage kind of collapses on him, which has been something that they've mentioned there's earlier. That they mentioned at one point that, that there were spring-loaded uh, uh, mechanical devices in the animatronics because William Afton wanted, uh, in case someone wanted to get inside of the animatronics, they would do, but the the... How this works, I don't, I, I don't fully I, I understand. Don't know. The same thing with the mask having all these saws yes. and it comes at these people like, yeah. to, to entrap them or something like that. I don't really understand they, it. They kind of talked about it earlier in the movie, but they knew they didn't do a good enough job explaining what was happening because he's he's like uh, wincing in pain as the spring the spring loaded mechanics kind of like crush him yeah. inside uh, yeah. the yellow For bunny suit. Yeah, and while this is happening and he's being dragged away, there's an ADR line where. Uh, uh, where Abby asks Mike, what is happening? Yes. And Mike says, spring locks. They, that must have been a note from a, like a screening. Yes. Where somebody went, what's happening? <laughs> and they go, it's the spring locks. They go, you should put that in the movie. Honestly, because it, it's so, like the, the lack of confidence it shows in your own storytelling. When after filming, you have to be like, I'm a little unclear on this. Still. Yeah, like you got to imagine, like the director or the screenwriter, like she triumphantly pins it to the board. Yes, and somebody turns around, like, huh? And they're like, what? What does that mean? He goes, no, that's it's over now. You, <laughs> they've won. They've won what? 
An art contest? She like, thought she thought she was gonna have the the James Cameron aliens moment where yeah. she's just alien with the S and a dollar, dollar sign. sign. Everyone's like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Um, the the, the I, I've never seen a movie where they had to explain the climax of the movie in ADR. I've never seen that. That is that's a first for me. So. That is the conclusion of the movie. They, yes. they, that the yellow bunny is now uh, incapacitated, uh-huh. and uh, the animals have uh, moved on, and uh, and now Mike gets to go home with Abby, and I assume the police officer, and uh, and life continues on for them. Other than we see Abby back at school, and things are going great for her. Yeah. But also, why? Why? What has changed? It, there's no trauma in her life after that. Previously, she was having trauma before she met the animals. It wasn't the animal-related ones. Before she saw a human being get his ribs crushed to death inside of an animatronic animal uh, while surrounded by ghost children who were kidnapped decades ago, she was having trauma. Your trauma doesn't get cured when that happens. It's not because it got worse and then went back to normal and you're like, well, everything's good now because I saw how much worse things could yes. be. The other one, too, is the animals that you love. The, why doesn't she have more trust issues? The animals that loved tried to kill you. Tried to kill you. And, like, That's got true. pretty close. And and you're like... And your and your brother almost gave you up for a dream. Twice. Twice. Once to the ant and once to the ghosts. Like, it it it, 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 it makes no sense. Uh, uh, and, and again, I, I it's hard because I don't want to just keep ragging on it. But, like, once... Fool me once. <laughs> shame on Shame on me. But... If you well, Wait. fool me twice, <laughs> what are you gonna do? No, fool me once is cool. Well, I'm good. I'm a I'm a doofus. <laughs> Should have made better. Right, fool me once, then that's all I need to be fooled. Um, I was gonna say is, but when you add lofty elements of storytelling, if this was just robots come to life, that's it. Try and kill people. I wouldn't question anything. Simplify I'd be like, it. silly movie, whatever. It's yeah. fun. But you're like, it's actually ghosts and it's about trauma and about adoption. And you're like, okay, now you really need to nail the landing, and you don't. The, the wildest thing is why they felt they needed to start from another point. Like, why mm-hmm. they felt that they needed to start with another script and and wrap it up inside Five Nights at Freddy's. The story is there. Just go paranormal activity, set up some cameras, make me watch from that perspective. That's all you needed to do. So they kind of insinuate the, a sequel uh, a little bit because, the, the well, you got to get to me with the post-credits season because I didn't see that. But is oh, that, it's 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 literally just the 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 little dummy like the guy the cab driver's there yeah and then the door opens he's like where to and the dummy's in the car the little boy it. the little boy okay yeah that's it so that's alive too then okay yeah um I was gonna say is that you see the Freddy Fazbear ghost little kid uh kind of open the kitchen a little bit at the Freddy Fazbear's and the yellow rabbit is still writhing in pain yeah and he has no expression I thought he was gonna be like. A little smirk or something like that, or like, hmm, now we don't need him, or I don't know, something to give you like a little bit of the, nope, just watches blankly and then the movie ends. And then it ends. And you're like, what did that mean? I think it means that the next movie might happen and you don't know whether the kids are better or worse, the killer kids. Well, because now they are no longer under the control of the yellow rabbit. They can do whatever they want. Now they're just killing for fun? I was just gonna say, maybe they're just as evil. Like maybe they're just as evil and they're like, oh yeah, that was just- Would you go back to a normal life? He was just giving us ideas and like brainstorming stuff, bouncing stuff off of each other. Now we're just liberated. I honestly, I feel like he was holding us back. I think we can get way more creative with the ways in which we kill children around here. Um, No, you know there's very, uh, very likely going to be a sequel because Matthew Lillard signed a three movie deal at the start of this. Oh my God, fantastic. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, uh, Jason Blum also said about this one that uh, they had made all their, their money back uh, by the time they sold Advanced the streaming and, and just the distribution rights oh my for, for theaters. This movie was made for $3 million. Yeah. Right? And like, 
this is why everyone loves horror movies because you can make them for absolutely nothing. They're short and they do really well in the theaters because people like to watch it with other people. Yep. Horror is good with other people. You yes. like to be scared of other people, right? That's probably why you like watching Retrograde on YouTube or <laughs> listening to the podcast. Um, but yeah, the Blumhouse uh, style of distribution and method of filmmaking is just... It's its a money-making amazing. machine. And to be fair, it often makes good movies. It's not mm-hmm. just to make like shit. Yeah, they this made might Megan, be a bit of an exception. They made yeah. Megan. They made, yeah. you know, they made, they give Jordan Peele a movie career. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so, nope. so let's, can we try this? Let's say a positive thing about the movie. It's sure. a little bit of a palate cleanse. Sure. I think, I think, I think visually it's very good looking. Yes. I think the sets and the costumes and uh, the atmosphere are all very, very good. I think that uh, whoever the director of photography is very, very good. It, it is. It's the DP and the costume design. Yeah. I, I think that that is, that is a very good takeaway from this movie. And it, it gives me hope that maybe now that there's more money attached to it and we have the Henson company behind yeah. it and we have sort of a proof of concept, maybe the next movie is a little bit better. Uh, who knows? Uh, uh, but that that really is the one positive. Maybe the acting. Okay, I, I was just going to say, yeah. I actually thought Josh, Josh Hutcherson did no okay good. He was good. He had a lot to do and yeah. a lot of carry he there. He had tears in this. And yeah, like it's pretty good. I don't. If you had to look at parts of it, I don't look at him and go like, it's your fault. Like, And that's no. hard to do when you're on the screen every scene yeah pretty yeah. much he's yeah, on 95 percent of the time pretty much he's on screen yeah it was uh, a a well done job honestly the the vanessa uh, the, the the actor who played the cop not not a bad job either not given much to work with um uh, basically just an exposition machine and a, an excuse to move the plot forward but as an actor did a pretty 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 uh, commendable job on it um some questions i have for yeah, you yeah please do you think that when they set out to make this movie scott cawthon thought that there was potential for this to be a good movie? Or do you think this was just a chance for him to be like, I'm cashing my chips and making some money? Oh, 1,000%. I thought he thought it was going to be a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, I I think to be involved with the screenwriting and to be this involved, I think otherwise you would just sign off the likenesses and go like, biggest check, please. True. But if you want to be involved, then you feel like that you're shepherding the project. That's true. And and it's not a shot at him because he's created more and given more people more joy than I ever will in my entire life. Uh, Good um, for him. Do you think he thought the movie was good prior to release? Oh man, this is great. That's a great question. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because the same reason he loves the games, he's proud of them. He's made a, he's made a bunch of them and made a ton of money yep. for them too. It has to be the same reason we go on like, I like it. Doesn't mean he's prefer everybody to be an artist. And he is, you need to be a little bit, not secure in your own abilities, but going, I understand this is what it is uh-huh. and it doesn't have to be for everybody. Sure. So, but for who it is, I think it's good. Yeah, and I think if you created an idea of Five Nights at Freddy's and then you saw it brought to life like this, like you're like the Henson Company is making a, a drawing of a bear that I did come to life. Like that's that would be very cool for him. Oh, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if he was on set and he cried. Yes, like he probably looked. He probably touched Freddy in the face and went, "Oh my god, I I came up with you." I yeah, just, it yeah, was yeah, out yeah, of my yeah, head yeah, for real. And like, now to be look able at to physically thing. interact with it. That yeah. would be that would be a very interesting thing. Um, um, writing the writing of this mm. movie. I just want to like a, a couple quick bullet points that I've got uh, of of things that not just the writing in terms of the overall plot, but like the the dialogue mm-hmm. and the conversations. Like when Mike goes to order his ice cream at the ice cream place. First of all, she says the usual, which is a tariff. I never want someone at an ice cream store to, to ask me if I want the usual. I never want anyone anywhere to do that. <laughs> I don't. And to the point that any place I've gone to and people have done that once, you're like. I have to order something different just to like fuck just to mess it up. It is it up. a stressful thing because sometimes is. you want to change it up and they're like, I've already got your order ready for you. And I'm like, 
Don't do that. Okay, the other thing that didn't make any sense about the usual thing, though, is he's been bouncing around jobs a lot. So how True. long has he been doing how that? How long has he been that security guard? Yeah, like, is it the fifth day in a row they're like, the usual? Because <laughs> like, it could be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Also, I want to know what his usual is. If you're getting it looked ice like, cream every uh, day. It looked like just uh, ice cream out of the, out of the machine. <laughs> the the usual? usual? We only have one thing the we one sell thing. here. <laughs> Did she do that to everybody? <laughs> usual? Usual? It's a good, it's a good joke. It's a good joke. <laughs> it's a good joke. But she turns around to make his ice cream, and he runs off to go beat up a dad. And when she turns around and he's not there, she goes, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Your whole visual field is there. Mike? Also, he works security. It's not like out of this world that he might have to do something. Yeah, true, true. Like, it's not like, it's, you know what I mean? It's not yeah, like there's a yeah, gap yeah, emergency yeah, yeah. for just the guy. Run. Also, <laughs> he, could have, he could have said... Hang on, I'll be, I'll be back. He could have just been like, give me one sec. And then, yeah, yeah. and then, but he didn't. He or saying like, do you see that kid? Okay, wait. She's just holding ice cream. Also, she seems pissed. She's yes. like, Mike? Yeah. Fuck. The the other one is, uh, uh, do the, you want the usual? Here, you take it. <laughs> I got I it. He didn't want the usual. I can make a fresh one for you. <laughs> Guess I got to eat this one too. <laughs> um, uh, Matthew Lillard as the counselor. Mm-hmm. He starts off as a real asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's looking at all of Mike's history. And then when he realizes, you know, looking back, you know why he, he, wants to to cast Mike in this in this new job uh based on who he is when he realizes what he can do he asks Mike he says coffee and Mike is bewildered by this question he's like what and he's like I'm just I just brewed a cup of coffee do you want one but who like as has, has anyone ever said the word coffee to you and you've struggled to understand what it is that they're proposing yeah I, I, no I I don't think so unless you're like we need to let you go today. Uh, please pack up your stuff. Do you want some coffee? <laughs> You'd be like, come or go, come or go. Do I stay for coffee? Okay. Or yeah, getting broken up with. You want to grab a coffee? <laughs> wait, wait, right now? 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 Wait, huh? We're in a coffee shop. <sighs> also um, for the guy trying to, uh, taking sleeping pills, maybe coffee's not the best thing in the world. But That's yeah, true too. That's true too. Uppers and downers. He seems pretty good at the sleeping pills now though. He's got it down. He's got it down. Yeah. Um. The, the, uh, uh, there's one point where they say, uh, you're the most important thing in the world to me and I promise uh, I'm going to do better. Mike says this to Abby. Yeah. You're the most important thing in the world to me and I promise you I'm going to do better. Her response, I love you too, Mike. He didn't say I love he you. I say, actually, I noticed when he said that and I was like, well, that's weird. Either something got cut or or again, just like a, a total miss there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew Lillard comes in. Usually the best lines are owned by the villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the best they could come up with with him. First, I killed your brother. Now, I kill you. Symmetry, symmetry, my friend. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut off the great line there. (laughs) So that's another throw-in. He's the guy that abducted Garrett. That's the only thing that makes sense because otherwise, how would the kids have any fucking clue? But also, if the kids did know, then why didn't they offer him that instead of staying in the dream forever? Just be like, hey, uh, um, we'll give you Abby, but like... That's, okay, that's the thing that doesn't make any sense to me. Because also, they're not in Nebraska. No. So he's traveling state lines to kidnap somebody. This is the part I don't get. Because it (laughs) seems like they're in vacation or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's there kidnapping it. And do you think he, they both move simultaneously, unrelated. Right. And then he sees him and goes, oh my God. (laughs) That's the family where I abducted that kid. This is fantastic. This is, this is symmetry, my friends. This is symmetry, my friends. And also now, there's a very young daughter. That's great. Also, Timeline doesn't work at all. No, um, I was thinking that as well. It doesn't, doesn't work Okay, whatsoever. this is a question I got for you. Yeah. So the mother dies uh-huh. of an illness yes. recently, and that's what has left Mike in charge of Abby, right? right? And then the dad, they insinuate, couldn't keep up with it or couldn't handle it and left. 
we, my player one and I disagreed. Do you think that was suicide or do you think he ran away? I think he ran away. Oh fuck. I was, I said suicide. Okay. Oh. I mean, they, I liked the, I actually didn't mind the ambiguous nature of she didn't ask because you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't, no, you wouldn't go like, oh, what happened? You shoot himself? Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> how? You shoot himself? Pull Kurt Cobain? Yeah. Was it Was it too many pills? Was it these sleeping pills? <laughs> and it throws them into the river again. How many of those do you have? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's like, she's like, what are these? And he's like, oh, I can explain. They're sleeping pills. And she says, I know what sleeping pills are. It says it on the label. Why are you fucking asking him then? What are we doing here? It was wild. <laughs> that scene. That scene made me hate her. I was like, you're a judgy monster. Don't judgy, do that. Judgy monster and a terrible cop. It's like, terrible I cop. need answers right now before I file my paperwork. You want to go on a walk? Let's do it. Let's dance. What? Yeah. Let's dance. Let's, Let's dance. dance. Also, do you want to have my cop car? Do you want to fire a couple of bullets in the air? <laughs> do you feel alive? Uh, yeah, this is, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a ton a ton more that we could do. I feel like I could, I could, I could spend another hour on this oh movie. Uh, uh, but in terms of the, the reception and, and the beat-by-beat beat nature of it, I, that, that covers off the most of it. Any closing thoughts, Andrew, for you on Five Nights at Freddy's? Do we want to give this uh, a rating just like we do the video games? First out of four bits based on uh, uh, how good the game is uh, as a whole, or the movie, and then out of four bits based on how scary it is? Yeah, so we'll do how good the movie is out of four bits. Yes. Uh I, I will say, so I, I'm a big letterbox guy. Um, I think it's at Toronto Andrew, if anyone cares oh, to nice. follow. Um, but I've made my list of movies that I've seen in 2023. 2023 uh -huh. movies that I've seen in 2023. Sure. And there's been, you know, 47 movies or something like that. And uh, it's pretty low on the list. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going not gonna to lie. I, I'm going to give this a one out of four. I, I just think ultimately it kind of fails at both things. The second thing I'll get to when we get to how scary it is. Sure. But it, it had high ambitions. It tried to be a little bit loftier than it probably should have been. And ultimately just doesn't make a lot of sense and just really needs you to just kind of nod a lot. Yeah. So unfortunately, it's just not a successful movie one out of four. I, I'm, I'm there with you as well. It's a one out of four for me. I, I found that it didn't try anything. It didn't try to, to be anything. Uh, it didn't take any big swings. And as a result, when it fails, it fails in a very mediocre way, uh, which I think is the worst way you can fail. I just fail failing while trying to be safe is the worst thing you can do. In, in, I completely, yeah. you didn't yeah. even try. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I completely agree with you. And that's going to kind of get into my one out of four, excuse me, or, or uh, out of four scary uh, bits is going to be, this movie's not scary. It's you are laid me. up on a platter. There are animatronics that come to life and they kill people. Yeah. This is literally Westworld. This is, you uh -huh. know, like, uh, you know, the movie, not the TV show. Uh, to Sisk. Uh, the, you know, it's, this is there. It's scary already. People yeah. don't like clowns. They don't like stuffed animals. They don't like all this kind of stuff. This is all of that. Yeah. And it gives you an excuse for them to come alive and kill. Why? Doesn't matter. Yeah. But you give them a why and it's it's uh, children's uh, murdered children ghosts. Yeah. Why? And yeah. It, how? And so I say all that to you and you go, oh, sounds pretty scary. It's not. It is not scary. It's literally 0.5 out of four. Yeah. I am a scaredy boy. I will be scared at anything. I have no problem looking at you going, that sucked. That yeah. was so terrifying. Yep. Not scary at all. I, I felt safe the whole time. Most of this movie takes place in the daytime. A lot of it takes place outside Freddy Fazbear's. Mm -hmm. Maybe more takes place outside Freddy Fazbear's than point. in Freddy Fazbear's. Uh, and and the animatronics are barely even characters in this movie. There's more ghost children and and real people. I'm I'm tempted to go. I am. I'm going to go with a zero out of four on this Wow. One because even the moments that could be scary aren't. They fumble the bag with the scares, and the scares that happen are cheap, and even being cheap yeah. aren't scary. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a big, big, big fail. I feel like they tried too hard not to go dark because they could have, they, the animatronics could have come after Mike, and I think that would have been a more interesting story however they wanted to do it. So that's where we're at. 
I know. I completely agree with you. I just don't know how this wasn't scary. Yeah. You know, the other part too is like, the thing about the game, like I, I really do hate when uh, movies go like, well, we got to stick to the video game. Yeah. No, you don't. You're a yeah. movie. It's a yeah. different thing. Yeah. But this one just abandoned the idea of what made it scary in the first place. What's down the hallway? The lights go yes. out. You hear noises. Yeah. They just abandoned that entirely. hundred percent. That It was laid up for you, man. It has a couple <sighs> moments where you see like a shadow through a light that's projecting through a doorway. And I'm like, that's cool. Let's do, th- let's do, do more this more. Yeah. And then they just don't. It is a huge miss. Every time they shot Mike from the side and you could see the doorway behind yeah. him. When are we going to see the animatronic? Just out of there? focus, just a little ears or something yeah. like that. And then he turns around and they're not there. Perfect. That yes. is the game. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I just, yeah. Ultimately, you know, whatever. Have fun. Watch it. It's a video. We're, we're a video game podcast. It's a video game. There will be moments where you're like, I'm going to have an opinion on this one way or another, mm-hmm. which is good in the point of watching art in general. But uh, yeah, not successful. That's it. Yeah. Big, big miss. Uh, unfortunately, I think you can skip it. Okay. Um, uh, I, you know, unless you need to have an opinion on it, I just feel like you, you already, based on, based on hearing us, you know, the whole fucking movie. Yeah, this is as long as the movie, I think. It, so. It's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Well, next week we're going to be talking about, guess what? Video games. Boom. And good ones at that. So until then, we love every single one of you. And we can't wait to talk to you soon. My name is Andrew Bascom. And with me as always is the bad boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself, Mikey Aaronworth. This last week's retrograde game. And oh, thank God. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. I never want someone at an ice cream store to, to ask me if I want the usual. What?